1: Hello, you numpties. This is the villain,
2: Marty Skell, and you're listening to the Busted Wide Open podcast.
0: (laughs) You're listening to the Busted Wide Open podcast, dropping the elbow on the hottest topics in sports entertainment and the world of professional wrestling with your hosts, Nick Howell and Sir Ian Dangerous. Coming to you from the Orbital Jigsaw Network Arena in sunny Southern California. Welcome back to the Busted Wide Open Podcast, but if this is your first time joining the show, I'd like to welcome you to episode 130, our Wrestlemania Recap. WrestleMania
2: 35, WrestleMania 35. I am Sir Ian Dangerous coming to you from an undisclosed location in Northern California. For some reason, uh, Nick, we had quite the weekend of wrestling this weekend. Good Lord. That's one way to put it. Seven hours WrestleMania from from pre-show to close. Seven hours. My God. Ladies and gentlemen, if you were there with us and watching it, uh, you are tanks, you are machines. The props to everyone who was in the arena, who was at MetLife Stadium watching this live, man, I was I was exhausted. I was sitting on the couch. No kidding. I don't Guys, know about sitting you. Sitting in
0: those hard plastic chairs or whatever you have in those arenas. Or sit standing,
2: oh. you know, getting oh. up and getting down. Ow, ow, ow. Not to mention all the other wrestling that went on this weekend. I mean, what, what a marathon. What an absolute marathon. And a special shout out to all of our Busted wide open uh, fans and listeners who who joined us on our live chat during the actual show and yes. our Facebook discussion group. That was a blast. That was awesome. That was actually, I don't know about you, Nick, that was more entertaining to me than the show sometimes.
0: Yeah, it's so at a certain point, I have to remember to watch the wrestling because I'm, so, <laughs> I'm so busy watching. Watching the chat, interacting with our <laughs> listeners, and I just, oh, oh, right, there's a wrestling match on. I better watch this. I have to, you know, report on this on the podcast. Also, one real quick thing. Um, sorry about the mix-up at the beginning with the Facebook watch party versus the live chat. It's come to my attention that these watch parties are pretty cool, so we're going to do more of them anytime WWE goes live with stuff. Specifically, the pre-shows, from what I understand, all of the pre-shows for pay-per-views are live-streamed to Facebook. So going forward, unless something changes, plan on the pre shows being a watch party so we can watch it all together and get the live chat thing going before we all jump into Messenger and have our big pay per view chat. So thanks for everybody for joining. All of those we had a lot of festivities.
2: Oh boy, did we! <laughs> uh, we had a lot of weekend. festivities. I had a lot of IPAs. It was a it was a blast. <laughs> uh, and it, as we said, it was a long weekend. We had NXT Takeover as well, which we're going to go over today, as well as WrestleMania itself. Uh, so yeah, Nick, we are we are ready to break down the biggest show of the year for WWE and WrestleMania. I mean, yes. I'm, just kidding. I'm just, take boy. over. Takeover <laughs> was stupid. Takeover was so stupid. Good dude, oh. it was so good. Um, and and to be fair, to be completely fair, like then looking back at it, I thought WrestleMania was pretty solid, top to bottom too.
0: Yes. You no, know? but lots of things to say. But oh, before boy. we get there, we we mentioned. The uh, the the Facebook group, I want to let everybody know, facebook.com, jump into the Busted Wide Open discussion group, send that join request and get in there, it's the hub of our operation where you can interact with all of our fans and listeners and ourselves, we're on there all day, every day, and we do live chats for every pay-per-view uh, on NWWE, so come join us, get in there, that is uh, the great place to be, hey, if you just want to chat wrestling while you're at work every day, it's a great way to do it. Follow us over on Twitter at BWO Podcast, YouTube at YouTube.com slash C slash Busted Wide Open. Or if you love this show and want to support what we do, head over to Patreon.com slash BWO. Sign up for one of our awesome reward tiers, uh, like the ability to ask questions on our weekly show. Get access to the show notes for the $5 tier, as well as lots of monthly bonus content that you can get. At the ten dollar tier. So all kinds of good stuff. Patreon.com slash BWO. I promise you will enjoy it.
2: And in, in addition, in, you'll enjoy yeah. it because we do things like pick'ems. And actually, this yes. was our this was our inaugural patron pick'ems this year at WrestleMania. And that was a ton of fun. That was in, it was insanity. It was <laughs> Nick, I was watching the numbers go up and down throughout this entire show. Uh, people the, the lead traded off only once. But everything else was all over the place. All yes. over the place in terms of, of uh, you know, where people were in the standings. We had a bunch of people playing. It was great. Uh, we invited everyone to join us. We haven't plugged in um, everyone who was not a patron yet, unfortunately. I'd like to do that to see where everyone stood. But uh, as far as our patrons, they are all locked in. And we did say that we were playing for prizes. And we weren't kidding. That being Stuff said, prizes. Yeah, you know, some of the prizes were won. Some of the prizes were not won. Uh, let, you want to run that down real quick, and then we'll head on over and talk about the big shows.
0: Sure, I'd love to start start at the bottom. Uh, to be honest with you, so let's do it. W- one of our prizes was uh, get no picks correct. Get and absolutely I'm happy to zero say right. That
2: nobody won that one. Oh, well done, well done, everybody. Everybody got at least one right. Well done. Uh, that being said, <laughs> I I really do honestly believe that with sixteen matches and 15 of them that we were playing for because one got inserted at the very last minute by WWE with 15 matches that we were playing for. You would have to work like even coin flips would get one, at least one right. Yeah. So you would have had to have tried for that. Um, so, but I am still very happy to say no one got everything wrong. So well, well done there guys
0: in a pick'em's when people put scores in there's going to always be somebody that comes in last. And we knew it was going to be somebody, and I wanted to make this one really special. And from what I understand, nobody actively tanked. like Nobody tried for this prize and, and went after it intentionally, because it's a pretty special prize. But I'd like to say congratulations to, and I'm going to apologize in advance if I say it incorrectly, uh, Garakoytz at Siberia.
2: I hope yes. I got that right. That sounded uh, close enough.
0: Pretty good, right? Uh, he hails from Spain. And he has won the inaugural oh. WrestleMania socks worn by Nick <laughs> for eight hours oh, whilst God. watching WrestleMania. Oh, uh, no. And we are going to do our best to get those over to him in Spain, uh, but not before I sign them and Sir Ian Dangerous yes. signs them. Oh, I have We to will s- get those to you. I will have to buy myself. And what myself. you do with them is completely up to oh. you. Uh, but... Uh, you know, social media pictures are encouraged. Yep. Uh, share, share them with, share with your us. friends.
2: I, yeah. I, I'm going to get myself uh, some surgical gloves to touch those before I they, sign them. They're in a
0: they're in a hermetically sealed enclosure uh, on their way to Sir Ian Dangerous uh, already. But uh,
1: oh, no, oh,
2: just,
0: not yet. I was to say good lord, they will be imminently. Uh, I just have to find out where you're moving the Danger cage. Yeah,
2: to. if the feds show up at the door, it's because you email you mailed a biohazard. Right
0: there there's going to be a guy in a cdc uh, right. biohazard suit with a holding this case like repo man he's <laughs> gonna someone's going to roll up you. in a
2: in a car and they're going to open the trunk and this green light's going to pour out no it, what's <laughs> what's funny is is that because our our pickems were done by betting numbers uh you know it was only coming in last because of the bets like as far as like match to match we we had a couple of ties and there was a few people that that actually tied for last but um but yes in terms of numbers uh, Garakoytz, I'm so sorry. You're getting some socks. You're getting yes. the socks. That being said, we also had our top, our, our winner, our patron winner, who came in first among the patrons. And uh, he will be getting, or uh, is it a he or is it a she? It's a he. It is a he. Uh, he will be getting a shirt that I will be designing, and we'll be sending that to him, and it will basically be showing that he is indeed the top patron of the BWO show, the most the most pickworthy. Of all the patrons, I don't even know what that means, yes. but it's but it's a good thing. It's a good it's, thing. It's
0: up to you guys to make it what you will. Well, who was
2: that? Nick. We, we, drum roll, that please. Was, it was drum roll, please. Who's getting the there? Uh. Justice Dutterer. Hey, Justice.
0: Congratulations, sir.
2: Congratulations to Justice Dutterer. You will be getting a shirt coming in the mail, proving proving that you are the top patron when it comes to picking. WrestleMania 35.
0: We had a few other notables that I did want to call out because there was a tie for second and third place. Oh, yeah? Uh, Kimberly Marshall and Tim Kane. Kaine. Or, for, sorry, first of all, Justice had a final score of 94 points. Congratulations. Nice. Uh, Kim, not f- too far behind them, there was a tie with Kimberly Marshall and Tim Kaine, uh, who both had 91 points. So just three points wow. shy, guys. And it gets even closer when you go down to third place because just one point behind them, we also had a tie between uh, Jamie Chagnon and Kenny Ashton with 90 points. Dang! So nice job, guys. Anybody that does bigger than 90 points knows was, what they're doing. It was tight at the tuned top. And is tuned in. Tight at the top. Yeah, it was. Wow. Indeed. However, as the reigning <laughs> defending champion
2: <laughs> of the
0: – Busted wide open, Pickums. Uh, last year we started this comp- competition with the the good friend Stephen Larson over at Going In Raw, and I uh, I came out victorious among all but this year. We yeah, you beat everybody among all the shows that were involved. Yes, yeah. Um. So I I have to make two statements. One, I have to say congratulations to Sir Ian Dangerous mm-hmm. for toppling the champion mm-hmm. this year by a mere two points. Mm-hmm. Uh, As he bested me 98 to 96. Mm. And I blame it all on Lil Natch for counting some bullshit Mm pin that Shane draped his arm over the Miz and cost me 14 points. Otherwise, I would have blown your ass out
2: the water. You should have just blamed your faulty reasoning for not seeing the logic and choosing Shane in that match, my friend, or betting as Uh. large as I did. Uh, a whole five points on that match. I was so certain you bet you went large. You went 14 on the Miz.
0: That was my 14. You I was gave uh, they it. Were all. Gonna, they were going to cement him right you there. You gave I, it, and it
2: all to the Miz and you were wrong. That was indeed the turning point in the wrestle. That was the turning point of the points. If we watched the points tick away, I was getting murdered at the top of the show. We'll run it down as we go through WrestleMania, but yes, um, yes. a speech. <clears throat> um, I, I graciously accept your uh, congratulations on my victory this year. Uh, I have to say I was in training, all year for this victory training by, by beating you consistently in every single pay-per-view that we covered. Uh, and uh, I would have to say that this, this victory just only cements my position as the true pickhams champion of busted wide open. Thank you to everyone for playing better luck next time.
0: Well, guys, there we go. I hope you all enjoyed that. We're going to be doing that more uh, throughout the year. Uh, right now we're entertaining the big four, but we'll see where that goes. Also, also uh, real, real yeah.
2: quick. I do have to point out something. Okay. While it would be tempting for me to continue to gloat and while I would have every right to continue to gloat and to say that to be the man you have to beat the man and now that I am the man, I can't actually say that, Nick. I can't. Why is that? Because it wasn't just the pick that we did for the patrons this year. We also had pick between you and me on the show and that was strictly uh-huh. who could call the matches correctly. So there's more coming with that. But in order to talk about that, we have to go talk about Wrestlemania.
0: Well, we kick things off in the pre-show in the Facebook watch party, which was an absolute blast. Thank you guys for joining us there. Tony Nese facing off against the defending cruiserweight champion,
2: Buddy Murphy. The juggernaut, the unstoppable Buddy Murphy. Mm.
0: This one was—I um, saw it coming a mile away. It's why I was so confident with the pick. Um, basically, you know, it was a fantastic match for the time that they were allowed to have. They opened which, everything. I mean, yeah, we,
2: we we were bitching about the cruiserweights opening everything. I know we've made mention many times about how Austin Aries and Neville were particularly disgruntled about uh, going on in the pre-show at WrestleMania, partially because of the. The money is not as good as if you go on, on the main show, and partly because of how it's perceived. But as you said, this is a great place to put a cruiserweight match, especially one with stakes like this. It's high energy. You have good workers. It does get the crowd invested. And when a title is on the line, it, it does make it feel more important. Yep. So it's certainly more important than uh, the Women's Battle Royale or the Armbar, which are at this point just kind of spectacles. And there was no build for the other match on the pre-show, which was the Raw Tag Team Championships. So this, was, this made the most sense to go first, even if it's kind of sad that it went first. It tells us a lot about 205 Live. But it was a really, actually, quite exciting, fun, well-worked match. As, as you kind of, I think, could have expected with two guys who know each other as well as these two guys yeah. and who are as talented as these two. But as you said, you said that you were confident. Confident. That uh, Tony Nese would be taking this title off of the long reigning Buddy Murphy. So confident, in fact, that you put 12 points. 12 points you put on Tony Nese. For the you record,
0: were, I put 11 on Cedric last year. That yeah, tells
2: you how confident I was. You in were, one. well, you picked Cedric because he's a Carolina boy, just like yourself. True. But here, again, you went big on the cruiserweights and it paid off. Tony Nese, in fact, did beat Buddy Murphy with the running niece and. I have to admit, I was kind of shocked. This, and it set up, actually, I think, a lot of things for WrestleMania. This was a WrestleMania where the faces won a lot. It was a WrestleMania that had a lot of titles change hands. And this set up that precedent. Right off the bat, be ready for stuff to happen. Be ready to feel happy after a match. The good guys are going to win. And titles are going to change hands. So Which is fantastic! Yeah, the only question I have coming out of this is what next for Tony Nese, and is Buddy Murphy getting a call up? Oh,
0: if Tony Nese has just been you know anointed as the next guy in in two hundred five live, that seems to be the trend. That Which seems is, to be the thing is, is to bring though, them up and
2: is he, is is Tony Nese the next big guy in two hundred five live? Though? I mean, I would
0: have said Drew Gulak for the last year. Yeah, uh, in response to that, but I don't I don't know that he's going to get a chance now. But maybe. Who, who knows? But as far as Buddy Murphy coming up, I, I wouldn't be surprised. No. He, he's a big, buff-looking Australian dude. Yeah. And he was only he ever a far. cruiserweight
2: in name only. And he, you know, he, he often said how hard he had to train and eat to stay, quote-unquote, under 205. So it wouldn't surprise I me. Mean, he, he, he could very easily go on the main roster and not miss a beat. And that be, guy with
0: AJ Styles or Daniel Bryan or whoever, uh, just uh, just it'd be crazy good matches.
2: Mm, that's a delicious thought. Uh, next up, we had the Wombat or Women's Battle Royale. <laughs> I, it's forever going to be the Wombat. Uh, and this was basically just a big old cluster, kind of how we figured it would be. Uh, Ember Moon made a surprise return after injury. Uh, Kyrie Sane ended up showing up, even though she basically delivered her elbow and then got tossed. And uh, Dana Brooke had a good showing. She eliminated... Ruby Riot, your pick. Your pick got eliminated by Dana Brooke, Nick. Let that sink in.
0: And I um, had a moment where I went, oh, God, are they with the Ronda matches? Are they is this yeah. uh, is this redemption? Or are they bringing her back for a push?
2: But, well, no. I think that was as close as she's getting to a push is getting a strong looking moment in the battle royale. And the yeah. crowd was cheering for her. the crowd was chanting her name. So, yeah, there was that. But the Riot squad across the board looked really strong, not only eliminating a ton of people. But uh, they also ended up being what we thought was the last person in the match. Sarah Logan eliminated Sonia Deville. And then my pick, the final, the final three or so we thought were Sonia Deville, Asuka, and Sarah Logan. If you'd told me the final one of those three was going to be Sarah Logan, I'd have told you to eat a shoe. But by God, it was Sarah Logan. And for a second there, I thought they were, they were putting the, the rockets on Sarah Logan. Uh, but no. Out from under the ring pops Carmella, super kicks Logan over the top rope. She goes, and Carmella is your winner for the second ever Wombat. What, what do you think about this choice? Tossing Asuka, having, having Sarah Logan surprise Asuka, and then uh, Carmella winning the whole thing.
0: Uh, malarkey, I guess, is the <laughs> word I would use. And A, there's no way in hell she could su- super kick. Uh, Sarah Logan
2: over the top rope.
1: Well, much less lifter. We found that out from how Sarah
2: Logan went over the top rope. It was not pretty. Right.
0: It was. It was not very well done. Uh, I could have believed a Sarah Logan kind of underdog big girl story. You know, the big powerhouse kind of story mm-hmm. as, as a thing. Right. To go up against you know somebody to climb the ladder. I could. I could buy into that. Is she a little green still uh, you know, a little bit, but does, does she look
2: like the chick down the hall in your dorm room who smokes a little bit too much weed and lets in all the cats from outside of the dorm room and feeds them. And next thing you know, the dorm room's covered in cats and she's a sociology major. Yeah. A little bit way too into you've, Vikings. You've been hanging out in NorCal at Berkeley too long, my friend. Um, I was thinking more of like a Portland, Oregon chick. Well, yeah, that too.
0: <laughs> uh, but no, Carmela comes out of nowhere and is your uh, wombat winner, which mm. I don't know if there's any implications there.
2: I don't think there, like is. there is. If, the if Naomi's rumble. career after winning the Wombat last year is any indication, it means <laughs> it means F all. Right.
0: So uh, the interesting part of this was all the women came walking down the ramp in unison all together and then for some reason, Naomi and Asuka get actual full entrances. Yeah. And I went, oh man, did we sleep on Naomi again? Is she going to win
2: it back to back years? See, my thought on it was Naomi was the winner last year so she gets an entrance as the reigning defending undisputed wombat winner so that made sense to me then Oscar getting the last one the, the the other only entrance the only thing I could think was she's the favorite she's Oscar it's fan service but what it turned out to be was a swerve and misleading making you think Oscar was the favorite which I I picked her I thought I, I picked her and I went big on her uh, I went nine half I gave half away my nine patron,
0: half the patron group picked her
2: uh they did and myself and a couple of others went real big on her to be honest (laughs) we went real big me me jacob and jamie went big on oscar and and paid the price because uh she got tossed which we said on our on our pickums show that uh the audience would burn the place down if that happened and it was just so chaotic at the end uh they did not burn the place down but they did seem not excited that carmella won but definitely like kind of confused and a little perturbed and like yay but also eh yeah it didn't it didn't light the world on fire i'll put it that way yeah Uh, not not a you know not a bad pick to win not a great pick either nobody got that one nobody got that one right uh but people did get the next match right the raw tag team championships added at the last second to this mess so so last second we couldn't even get it on our our patron pickums. That's how last second it was. Even though a lot of people weighed in, and it's too bad, Nick, because had this been on our Patreon pickems, I'd have beaten you by more than two points, my friend. Because we had the revival last minute versus Kurt Hawkins, the zero and two hundred and sixty nine Kurt Hawkins and Zach Ryder, both of them uh, New York area boys, so kind of hometown guys, uh, but definitely the underdogs coming into this one, and they got essentially beaten up for the entire match. Until at the very end, it looked like Kurt Hawkins was so beat up that he could not uh, continue to fight. The ref even checked on him. Unresponsive. So they went for the pin. And uh, uh, Dawson went for the pin. And Hawkins was playing possum. Rolled him up. And one, two, three. Hawkins is one and 269. And the new Raw Tag Team Champion along with Zach Ryder. I I have no words. (laughs) Do you think this? Now here's the question: Are they? Was this good storytelling, or is this a punishment for the revival, or was this just trying to make a WrestleMania moment and kind of a reward for Kurt Hawkins being the jobberiest jobber of all time, and a little bit for Zack Ryder too for kind of toiling away in a bit of obscurity?
0: Maybe a little bit of all of that, Mm. to be honest with Mm. you. Um, There, we still don't know what the revival is up to. Are they leaving? We don't know. Uh, But I, I'm sure my, the first thought that went in, went through my head was revival to AEW, <laughs> um, you know,
2: <laughs> you heard it here a long time ago, right. Uh, but no, it's, and that is the question is, are they on the up or are they on the outs? Are they, are people mad at them? You know, what, what is the surprise if revival
0: came back out tonight and challenged them and got the titles back. Tr- yeah. Just, and, and that's the part where they were making a New York WrestleMania moment. Yeah. Uh, it's first all- time in New York in a while, you know. It, so, it,
2: eh. and also it would be very in keeping with Zack Ryder's WrestleMania resume, yeah, where you won the the and, IC and Carmella
0: title, winning previous to this, yeah. Uh, w- w- from New York as well, from Staten Island as well.
2: Uh, so, I yeah, yeah,
0: I, I, it, this is what it is. It's pre-show stuff. Yeah,
2: I kind of figured they'd have a WrestleMania moment, so I got this one right. Unfortunately, it only counted for our show picks, and not for the for the uh, the patron picks, but. Yeah, nice little exciting moment. The crowd definitely had a nice big pop here. It was a nice feel-good moment. And we went straight into the Andre Rusimov Memorial Battle Royale, the armbar, the big old men's cluster. And uh, that's basically what this was. It was a, it was a cluster. It, was, it started off the way you'd expect everyone in the ring. A couple of people get an entrance, including Michael Che and Colin Jost from Saturday Night Live. Colin Jost still being the heel and wearing an Odell Beckham Browns jersey to the ring just brilliant cheap heel work and uh and then finally Braun Strowman, who was ripped that big boy got ripped he was complaining online about how he hasn't eaten a carb in over a month and how he's hating doing it. that keto he's been hating it he looked incredible he ripped his shirt off first time he's ripped his shirt. is now i'm not worrying about my nipples popping out today no nipple you want my nipples you're getting them right away here you go
0: Here's get, get these nipples. Get these
2: nipples. Get them. <laughs> so as would be expected, uh, everyone. A lot of people got just tossed out, somewhat ignominiously.
0: I'll tell you what I marked out for was uh, when the big group was walking down the ramp. Skinny Luke Harper was in the very back, and I. Yeah. It, it took me a second because it was it was just on the screen for a second, and I, I was was that Luke Harper? Yeah. And then they cut to them all standing in the ring, and he's standing right by the ropes and it was yeah and he even had a a
2: moment with Braun at one point which i hope is leading to something uh even though like luke used to be you know when when they were in the the wyatt family together and they were standing next to each other Braun didn't look quite as big because luke is so big but he's he's shredded up so much that he looked quite a bit smaller next to Braun, who's also shrunk in size too to be fair but um yeah seeing luke was back i guess they liked what he did at access he had a match against dijakovic So I guess they liked it, and he was back. He actually got eliminated along with Mustafa Ali in a gnarly spot. Luke looked like he was going to give Ali a a suplex off the apron, and Strowman ended up kicking both of them off. Ali came down and uh, hit the ground and then sat up into the table, face first into the the metal corner of the table. And we didn't see what happened after that, but he was on the ground for a while, and they were tending to him. You could kind of see on the side. So that was nasty.
0: We, we did get a tweet that just said, alive.
2: Mm. Yeah, well, you couldn't tell from how he came down, but God, it, was na- it, just, it was nasty. That, uh, I was
0: more worried that he came down out of that suplex onto his neck, and that, yeah. was,
2: that was a very scary spot.
0: It but was glad, scary but he's Glad everybody's around, okay.
2: But damn, it was pretty. And also, it, it, yeah. gorgeous, gorgeous violence. Yes. But it ended up being the Hardy Boys, Braun Strowman, and, of course, Michael Che and Colin Joest, who were hiding under the ring the entire time letting the wrestlers wrestle. And uh, so it ended up being all them. I, I was kind of sad. A lot of people picked Andrade, Cien Almas, and he got eliminated by doing a Hurricane Rana on Apollo Cruz and eliminating himself accidentally, which was a cool spot, but unfortunate. So we end up with the Hardys and then the set SNL guys and Braun Strowman. The SNL guys try to sneak up behind Braun Strowman and toss him out while he's tussling with the Hardys. That doesn't work. They end up, the Hardys go out, and it's uh, then, of course, it comes down to the storyline they built this whole thing with. Basically, this was, and this is kind of, I don't know about you, Nick, but this kind of bummed me out, was that the whole point of a battle royale is anyone can win. But going into this, the whole story was about Braun Strowman and his issues with the guys from SNL disrespecting him, supposedly. And it came down to Braun Strowman... And the SNL guys who disrespected him and him essentially murdering them at the end of this match, uh, hitting Michael Che in the face, and he goes flying out and then tossing Colin Jost out onto a pile of wrestlers. And so, you know, he stands tall at the end that there was no point to have the other whatever it was, 27 guys in this match at all like people were talking about like even booker t on the on the commentary was saying yeah you know these this is two spots that any other wrestler could be having like that was kind of the point the kayfabe point of the story as well was get heat on these snl guys
0: pretty sure i said something similar on the show last
2: week well because it's 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 true but the problem is it's actually it's not just two spots other wrestlers could have had it's 27 spots that had no point in being around for the match between these three guys you know what I mean? If it just can't, which, to, which like, is
0: why I picked against Braun because I thought the whole thing was they were going to do a stunt where Che and Jost teamed up hmm. and flipped Braun over the top of the thing. Which See, I, the, it looked yeah. like it was leading to that it, there at the end when he was tussling with the Hardys. They jump into the ring, both grab a leg, but Braun would had they done that and you know let Che and Jost win the whole thing and made them do something. It, yes, it would have sucked equally as bad, but at least it would have made some kind of sense.
2: Well, but the, I, and I'll, I will admit, I had a palpitation when that happened. I definitely, it skipped a beat. I go, ah, ah. No, I bet a lot. I bet a lot on Braun Strowman. I bet 11 on him. Please, no. Uh, but that being said, the reason I bet 11 on the reason I went big on this, on, big on, on your boy Braun Strowman, which you did not. And Braun also, you went big on Braun last year, and it paid off for you. But this year, I, I went big on him here because the story was actually went these, big on
0: nicholas last year
2: just so you know well and that's why you lost this year nick there was no nick for you to choose yeah uh but this year no the story with this match to me seemed to be these outsiders are coming in and insulting what we're doing so the only way for them to redeem that was to have win and to beat these these interlopers up if they'd had the SNL guys win, first of all, you're going straight from that feeling into the main show. And they definitely wanted to end with a big moment with their monster, with their special attraction, Braun Strowman, because that's what he is at this point, uh, standing tall over the SNL guys. And if the SNL guys had won, it would have kind of undercut the entire WWE. See, it is fake. It was basically what it would be saying. And I didn't think there's any way in the world that they would do that. The only question I have is, Kind of the point of having the SNL guys on this was to get some mainstream attention, or so I thought. But yet, nobody was on SNL in the weeks leading up to WrestleMania. And they didn't even mention it on SNL. So that was a little bizarre to me.
0: They had him on Jimmy Fallon uh, for late night, or whatever that
2: is. Jimmy Fallon wasn't getting hucked out of the ring, although I wish he had been.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Anyway. He'd been, he'd, been, he'd been he'd been laughing at
2: himself the entire time, just like fake laughing <laughs> the entire way. Just just talking over and trying to outdo everybody.
0: Anyway, we got a big show to talk about. Yeah. Let's go talk about the matches that mattered.
2: Let's let's get to the main show, man. Let's get to the main show. Uh, currently, we're standing at, uh, for the just for the, the show pick'ems. I'm up 2-1. And we head to the main show, and it opens with the, quote, host of WrestleMania, Alexa Bliss, coming out with way too much makeup on and saying that she was going to give everybody a WrestleMania moment with the snap of her fingers. And so what did she do? Snapped her fingers, and Hulk Hogan came out. Uh, way to take the air out of
0: the room. <laughs> I don't know, At the man. opening of the show.
2: There was a pop at my house. Uh, I was watching it with, with my immediate family up here. with my, my pops' 90th birthday this weekend. So we were all sitting around and watching the, the graps. And uh, he popped for Hogan. He did pop for Hogan. I have to admit, I I I popped a little bit as well. It's still, okay. you know, I, I I did one of those. Oh! oh. <laughs> at first, I was I'm happy, just, and then I'm like, oh wait, right. I'm not supposed I'm to just like not Hogan. over
0: it yet, to be honest. Yeah, I'm just I'm not ready for him to be back yet. I'm not. I'm not ready.
2: Yeah, I, you know what? That's a really good way of, pu- of putting it. I'm not ready either, but some people are, and you know what? If you are, it's okay. It is. I think it is okay at this point to start you know, moving back towards. All right. It's still hokey. And he even, I I mean, he made his opening speech kind of hokey. You know, he, he did all of like the classic lines. He, he, he even sold them like he knew they were the, the, the tired old classic lines, but everyone wanted to hear them. And he even pulled out the, it's so nice being here at the silver dome, which I, which I, I had to admit, I laughed at that one. That's, that's good self-deprecation. That's funny. Uh, Of course, referring to the time that he, was not in the Silver Dome, but said it was a Silver Dome, and The Rock and, St- and Steve Austin had to correct him. But uh, but you know, it was what it was. The only thing I will say about this, and then we'll move on, is that Big E tweeted out something after WrestleMania, and I don't have it up in front of me, so I can't quote it exactly. But paraphrasing it, he said that he had a, a talk with Hogan backstage, and Hogan was very open to hearing Big E's position, and was very apologetic. And that biggie believes that you know everyone should have a chance to get themselves on the path to redemption, and he's really grateful to uh to Terry Balea, to Hulk Hogan for trying to walk that path so
0: and, and with that said, you know what, I'm in no position i personally, I'm ready to move
2: on, yeah
0: but i uh, if if the african american community of of superstars is willing to let him back in i i have I can't take any position on that,
2: yeah, another can I like kind of like we said when uh, he showed up at at Crown Jewel. It's not our place to say yeah or nay. I just I don't need to see him. Yeah. Uh, If he shows up, fine. At the end of the day, it's it's not our it's not our it's not our party. But uh, but we did have a party at the first match of the night, which shockingly interrupting Hulk Hogan and stalking down the ring, Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman just, I mean, I I don't know if I could call it power walking, but he was definitely motoring down that ramp uh, because it's a long ramp. To get to the ring and say, by God, if he's not going on last, if Brock Lesnar can't main event, then he's just going to have his match and get out of here and go to Vegas where he's ultimately appreciated. And so, holy shit, we're starting with Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins. We got this out of the way at the top. Um, wow.
0: This, this felt like an fu to Brock for wanting to leave. Really? Like you're kind of you're, yeah, you, let's get you out of the way. We got seven more hours of show to do.
2: Yeah, go away. You know what? When it first happened, when, it, when this match first happened, I would have agreed with you. But when I saw the final layout of the show, that's not what it was at all. This is a hot way to start the show, especially with what happened in the match. Hot way to start the show, set the tone for the show, and keep this match away from the other two big matches on the card where it's really, really over baby faces. Uh, and we were even saying coming into this WrestleMania, the big question was going to be, can all three baby faces win and of course the conventional wisdom is no you have to have at least one of the big heels win but by god they you know they they found a way to do it if you have a 7 hour show just keep every baby face win 3 hours away from the other one <laughs> and so they had the first one at the top of the show Brock Lesnar throwing Seth Rollins around before the match even started from pillar to post beating the crap out of him Put him through a table, f 5 him on, the, on the, the floor, threw him into the LEDs, finally gets him back in the ring, the bell rings, ref gets distracted, Seth goes low, stomp, another stomp, a third stomp, Seth Rollins is your new universal champion! It's done! It's over! It's over! It's, oh, God, it's over, Nick. All right. Our oh, long, we our made long, it, we
0: said, oh god it's long, so it's over. Our long nightmare oh, is over. God. Oh god. Oh my god.
2: Oh, oh, oh god
0: This this allowed me to enjoy the rest of WrestleMania, <laughs> if I'm being completely honest. With this
2: kind of oh Oh and I so, just
0: shook and I just exhaled and I'm like the 2 years is over.
2: But isn't that kind of like why they would put it on first? Like not as an nephew you to Brock, yes. but literally as a hey guys, we're pulling the band-aid right now. And it
0: was I'm saying I'm saying when it before Seth even came out with uh, Heyman and Brock coming out, it felt like a little yes, bit of at that moment. Get him thing and get him out of the way so that we can have the rest of WrestleMania without you. Yes. Shoe fly. Yes. Uh, but the more it went on, the more of a beating I saw Seth take, I went, it's going to
1: happen. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. The,
2: and then, my, then
0: Seth, of course, with I, the with the low blow, just my whole just, thing
2: was, is he going to have that like AJ Styles kind of comeback, Daniel Bryan kind of comeback? Because that's been, that's been the story of the Brock matches, right? The last few is he beats him up. There's a baby face comeback. Brock squashes it. He did not squash it here. And uh Yeah. Seth Rollins. will. Well, be, somebody
0: found the beast's weakness.
2: His balls.
0: <laughs> Finn,
2: Finn went low. Seth went lower. And uh, yeah, so Seth will Ew. be bringing it back to Raw tonight. I, hey, man. <laughs> so Seth's yeah, bringing back Raw. I can't wait
0: to, to Raw. watch Raw here in a few hours. And the pop that's going to happen. Uh, I believe that's, they're in oh, still in Brooklyn oh, this, tonight, right?
2: Raw after WrestleMania, the pop he's going to get. Oh.
0: In Brooklyn. I'm pretty sure it's in Brooklyn. Yeah. I'll have to double oh, check. Oh no,
2: th- no, it totally is. It's where they had takeover. We oh, got about man.
0: an hour, so I gotta go. Let's let's rock,
2: <laughs> let's rock. All right, so yeah, so we both picked Seth barely. I had Brock halfway written when I went with Seth, and I'm so glad I did because he did pick it up here. Thank goodness. We also had a match after this that was uh, also that was also really good. Randy Orton AJ Styles. We followed up. I was shocked this was early. I think it should have been switched with another show, another match later in the show. But whatever. Randy Orton versus AJ Styles came here. And it was a solid match for for a quick build and the story they told, which was the indie guy versus the WWE guy. Uh, and once again, face wins. AJ Styles survives. Randy Orton uh, is the story here. I have to ask you, um, the big story here to me isn't just that Styles won, which which is a big story because the story of this match was WWE guy versus indie guy. You would assume the logic would be the WWE is going to win because WWE. Right. So that was surprising. I guess this is their way of saying AJ Styles is a WWE guy now. You know, we claim him now. We love him enough. But the big story to me was AJ Stone Cold kicked out of an RKO. He kicked out clean of an RKO. That, if that's not putting a, a, a blue ribbon around his neck, I don't know what is. Because it wasn't oh, like he outmaneuvered Styles. Or as or Orton, he straight kicked out of the move.
0: He was the hope for the last two years while we were doing all that stuff with Roman, and so we couldn't figure out what to do with Seth while he during his resurgence. You know, AJ is has been the face of the brand for me for two plus years now. Yeah, and you know, other stuff has been going on between Brock Roman, etc. But. You know, AJ has been the stalwart, been the the, the workhorse uh, of, the, yeah. of that of the whole company for the last couple of years. So yeah, it makes sense that they would want to tie the ribbon around it. And I think I've said on the show a couple of times, if there was one person I would sit the weight of the company on their shoulders, it'd be AJ Styles. I think
2: the only reason they wouldn't is his age. You know, he's a little he's a little size. Older. Well, you know? no, but size. You know, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, like there's a lot of small Daniel Bryan, smaller guys you can put the whole company on. Sure, they're they're reticent too, but it doesn't mean you can't. I think the only downside of this match was. The crowd was a little bit distracted because WWE kept shining bright lights in their faces. There was They had those bright yellow lights on the crowd, and you could actually see the crowd bitching about it. And then they turned them off. The crowd cheered. And then they turned them back on. The crowd booed. And they turned them back off again. The crowd cheered. And Randy Orton was there trying to do a draping DDT on AJ going, what the hell is going on? You see him <laughs> looking around. It's like, what the what, what? are you guys doing? So that was. We know we
0: had we had somebody uh, in our live chat on Friday night for Takeover, and there was another situation with the yellow lights, and we again the place erupted in cheers when the bright yellow light got turned off at Takeover as well. So whatever the hell that is, WWE guys, because we know you're listening.
1: Stop Um,
2: shining lights at the people. (laughs) Yeah, dark. Leave us alone. This is why in real sporting events they have a dark crowd because people want to see the damn match. They don't want to be highlighted for TV anyway. Uh so this was a great match. We both picked styles, it just made sense. We also picked the winners of the next match, Alistair Black and Ricochet versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev against the Usos against the bar for the SmackDown Live tag team titles. I uh, was this okay, so first of all, Nick, I thought this was an insanely fun match with a bunch of with a bunch of great spots that really picked the picked the liveliness back up of this show. Um but they just I mean This was really the only, besides the women's tag match. This was the only tag match on the main show. Did this? I mean, did this show more to you that tag teams are appreciated, or should be appreciated, or are underappreciated by the WWE?
0: By the WWE is the interesting stipulation on that. Uh, I think they're very appreciated amongst the crowd, amongst the WWE universe, amongst wrestling fans. We like tag team wrestling. We like real tag team wrestling. Mm. Not so much when two guys are thrown together and said, you're a tag team now and get two separate entrances and oh uh, I want to see tag teams. So as much as I like seeing Ricochet and Alistair Black do all their crazy high-flying stuff that they do, I'm still sitting here going, there's no way they're strapping those guys right now. Because there's there's got to be bigger plans than making them a tag team. You're telling me that's the best thing you can do with those guys. Then... Uh, you've got the bar and they've been a tag team forever. They're effectively a tag team now more so than they are individuals. They have been for a couple of years now. And they had the spot of one of the spots of the night for me, where they had this Seamus was going around doing 10 beats of the Bowery to each other wrestler on each side of the ring yeah, in
2: five in a row.
0: All the while Cesaro is uh, spinning or ricochet ricochet in the middle of the ring for what felt like 27 minutes.
2: <laughs> Good Lord. That, the strength his, of those two guys. His head was literally purple when he finally dropped him. He had, oh, man, oh poor God. poor Ricochet. And also, I mean, God, the, the, the couple of seconds that Ricochet and Sheamus got a little bit of action together solo was also beautiful with, with Sheamus. Uh, I don't even know what you would call it. It was a very Lucha kind of move where Ricochet was flipping all around Sheamus's body, but it was, it was glorious. Uh, it's like a t- tilt a world something-something.
0: Yeah, the, the one other thing I want to say about this match uh, besides the creaking noises of Aleister Black's Stop intro it. being played to eighty thousand people Stop. in MetLife Stadium, and no mist. Is no miss. I, I exactly. But they they made plenty of it for Triple H. Anyway, <sighs> Ricochet getting his entrance at WrestleMania for the first time. I'm not gonna lie. I stood up and I I welled up a little bit. Oh yeah, I, boy,
1: it's a boy, our boy, you. Yeah. and
0: you could see just how happy he was. And then after the match. They got the, uh, no, I'm sorry, that was that was takeover. That was not that. <laughs> yeah, night, wait
2: for it, man. Come yeah, on. <laughs> yeah, I, I got I to gotta get there.
0: Anyway, Ricochet had a fantastic weekend of wrestling yeah. in in East Rutherford and Brooklyn. Yeah, well, so, so did. So props did, to our boy. So did Alistair.
2: But uh, yeah, ultimately, ultimately, Ricochet did get the 630 on Sheamus, but it was broken up only for Sheamus to eat a couple of uh, super kicks and a couple of splashes. Usos did retain in this match. Very entertaining match. One of the best ones on the show. Uh, loved it. And then we had the Hall of Fame presentation, which is usually is always a little cringy because it's very high school. It's like, hey, "Here, here's these people, and here's the most important person last." And right. sure enough, DX was last, and they came out and you know ran all over the place and upstaged everybody. And I don't know, were you cringing at this? Because I was.
0: I mean, I just I, honestly, I went to the bathroom. If oh. I'm being completely honest, um, because I knew that was like the one break I was going to get before the madness kicked back into gear. But what I will say is that I'm surprised they let Billy Gunn anywhere near this. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah, especially with signing uh, where he signed. And, you know,
2: uh, they did. We'll see. Well, at the Hall of Fame induction ceremony the night before, they did give him the super soaker that didn't have any juice. You know, it, I don't know. if you
0: Did you actually watch the Hall of Fame ceremony? I, I did. And uh, he had performance issues.
2: Yes, with his super soaker. Yep. That I think that was that was their way of being like, yeah. you're you're doing this spot, Billy. Um,
0: as, as much so, just for the Hall of Fame thing, real quick. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about uh, what uh, some of the crazy shit oh that went down God. on our weekly yes. show. That, we, don't we don't have, have, time. have time for no. it today. Yeah. But I but I will say I loved the dig when uh, Hunter took a dig at Billy for signing somewhere else, and the crowd started chanting AEW oh, AEW. And that was brilliant wow way
2: to go brooklyn <laughs> well i've way to go hunter because i don't know i mean you're not going to say that and expect that they're not going to do that you know what right. i mean like they're these yeah. guys they, they, they know what they're doing There's, they're smart marks. yeah anyway you know we got we definitely got to talk about some hall of fame stuff like um uh, like the heavy-handed dash wilder uh, and some of the shenanigans that happened there with Bret Hart's induction—if you don't know about it, go Google it. It's madness. I've never seen anything like it. Guy jumped on stage and tackled Bret Hart, and then got his and Natty and, Nat, and Natty who kind of went down with him in the pile, um, and then promptly got his ass whipped by about ten MMA guys and pro wrestlers. Travis Brown was the was it, Travis Brown was the first dude on the scene, and he was just laying into him.
0: Yeah, he he did the whole UFC thing where ground, he just double knee stood on pound. top of it, grounded pound oh. and just. Fist, fist after fist, is, and then they the uh, there was a mug shot put up on Instagram of, of this dude's face, and his his nose was broken in several places. I
2: think Dash got the nose on him. Like he did he yeah. dropped him. Anyway, go go look at it online. It's fantastic. We'll talk about it more on our regular show. We gotta talk about the next match because uh this is where everything changed uh in our Pickums. Shane versus Miz. What a match this was. Falls count anywhere and it did not take long to devolve quickly um we you had miz get put through it. miz was laying on the the announce table and shane was going to do his uh his turnbuckle leap to the table and mrs uh, father comes out of the uh, out of the crowd to stop shane Shane ends up bringing him into the ring and uh beats him up. Miz loses his mind, and he and Shane brawl into the crowd. Dude, Miz is a fantastic face. Can I just stop and say that yeah, real he quick? Is. He is awesome. He's his fire up, his firing up is just amazing. And they Well the uh, whole
0: the whole night we're looking the whole match we're looking for something to Shane ju- to <laughs> yeah, jump right. off of. Was he gonna right? jump
2: off this? Is he gonna jump off that? So
0: we eventually make our way over to the tech area where there's this, you know, there's a scaffolding there for no reason. <laughs> but um, it's for the cameras, right? Uh, so anyway, we we make our way over there. Shane takes this hellacious spot off the roof of a golf cart and falls about six to eight feet onto concrete. Dude, and this is
2: after they destroyed the entire uh, foreign announced team uh, area. They destroyed right. everyone up there and uh, then went over. And as you said, he threw Shane onto a, the top of a golf cart. He bounced onto the floor. And then somehow they work their way back up onto the top of a big old scaffolding rig where one of the cameras was. This poor camera operator cringing in the corner. And by the way, at this point, Shane is kicked out of a skull-crushing finale, so Miz doesn't know what he's going to do. Miz picks his ass up and superplexes him off the top of the scaffolding down onto the, well, the obviously padded, uh, but still impressive fall onto the the ground below. Uh, gnarly. definitely, Definitely one of those, like, marquee spots that we're going to be seeing in video packages for a long time. But yes. I dude, Nick, I got to say, I really, really, really enjoyed this match and I enjoyed it more the more I thought about it. Because if you think about the story of all of this, it's that Miz gets into a big situation, gets emotional and then loses because he gets too fired up. He, he kind of get overcompensates, right? He does the, the frog splash that gets rolled up. And uh, in this one, he gets too emotional and gets so mad at Shane, Shane's begging off, and Miz could have let him go, but he doesn't. He tackles him off the top of this scaffolding, but Shane falls weird and lands on top of Miz and, they, and wins. He gets counted down. Shane, Shane uh, gets the pin on top of Miz. So the story continues with Miz basically having to learn how to control his emotions. That's, that's good stuff. It's fantastic. I love it. And I,
0: I, and I thoroughly enjoyed the match. I just didn't like, I wish it would have gone on. I don't think it should have
2: ended right there. How are they going to go on from that?
0: I, I that's, don't know. That's a, that's a I, match. I don't gender. think it should have been a bullshit. He had his arm draped across oh, of him. On. So little Nate could come in and count one, two, three on like reaching over these oh, giant pads so that he could slam. You know, I, that was just, I stood up and went, Oh, come that was, on. That's classic. Really? That is
2: so classic. Uh, that happens uh, all the time. It was a fantastic it was match. Great. It, was it was great. F- it was fantastic. It was really uh, good. But then we had the next match and I, and I frankly, the next match, I went back and watched a little bit of it and I, I was too harsh about it at the time we were watching it. It was the women's tag match. The Divas of Doom versus Sasha and Bailey versus the Samoan Slaughterhouse, which is Nia and Tamina. By the way, your uh, Nia shrine looks lovely behind you, I have to say. The the beginnings of your Nia shrine. Uh, And, uh, of course, the Iconics for the women's tag championships. I I went back and looked at it again, Nick. It was actually a very fun match. It's just by this point, the fatigue had started to settle in. And after that Shane and Miz match, it was, it was hard to come back from that. Well,
0: once I started watching, the, it got a little bocce in the middle between Sasha and Bailey, and then when the, the bocce Samoans got in there, as I so eloquently call them from now on, uh, it's, it just started getting cringy. And I was just like, oh, God, no. There was a spot where Beth Phoenix uh, suplexed. I think it was both Sasha and Bailey yep. at the same time. That was
2: pretty cool. Also, the glam um, slam but, from, the, from the turnbuckle onto Bailey was gnarly. Yes. A very very yes. obvious setup on it, but I didn't care because it was such a nasty move.
0: But I but I knew that they listened to the show <laughs> yeah. and I knew that they would hear last week when I said, Hey, have it finish with the iconics yes. sneaking back in at the last yep. minute uh, and and throw off whoever was pinning the injured the, the person that had been put down. One, two, three, iconics win. They're the new SmackDown women's champ or women's tag team Champions. I love it. I, love it. I
2: picked Sasha and Bailey because this is one of those ones where my uh, my my pessimism, you know. We, we always say that we're skeptically optimistic. I went more skeptical here, uh, even though I was like, ah, the Iconics should win, and and honestly, they should win in exactly the way that you described, and they did. This was a WrestleMania about giving people what they wanted, not what we thought WWE would give us because it's WWE. Mm-hmm. This actually kind of paid off what they were saying back in December. So good good on that. And it was such a perfect heel win for the Iconics. Uh, the kind you would expect. My only question is, did Sasha and Bailey not hold it for long enough with their promise to defend it across all brands? Or do they take it off of Sasha and Bailey because the Iconics might have the ability to have a looser schedule and so therefore be able to defend it more across brands?
0: Or are the Iconics just a better team in general that you know are more over? The, are, I think we're all a little exhausted of Sasha and Bailey right now. So let's give somebody else a chance with those. See what happens when you put it on a heel mm. team um, and as I said last week, the minute that they that Stephanie came out and said, winner take all for that women's triple yeah. threat, my four horsewomen of, of MMA went out yeah. the window, and I was like, okay, they're not keeping them on. Sasha We're not going to see then. Sasha, sure uh, enough,
2: uh, or Charlotte and Becky holding up the uh, two title belts, one each, and Sasha and Bailey come out. Yeah, which I honestly like that is the right choice. That's a stupid kayfabe breaking image to do that. So I'm glad they didn't yep. go for that. And the Iconics are definitely worthy. As you said, they're an actual tag team, not a couple of singles wrestlers that have been put together. Yep. Uh, next up, we had the WWE Championship. Three hours in the show, and we got Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship. Probably, I would say, almost as hot, if not hotter, than the main event itself. This was People were fired up for this match. Um, if there's one thing I can say about the women's match before it, it did calm the crowd down enough to have energy for this match. And I don't think they were hotter all night. I think even the main, by the time we got to the main event, everyone was too tired. This is the match where everyone lost their damn minds.
0: I mostly felt sorry for the two or three that came out or four that came after this because there was no way in hell that they were going to come anywhere close to, to this, uh I would have put this a little bit further down the card, maybe between the sets of two that we yeah. had
2: for every next. match after this I am going down every match after this, and they all suffered from being after this match. they really did yes.
0: uh, yeah, so we'll run over those in a second, but this was absolutely my match of the night, not my match of the weekend, yeah. but my match Agreed. of the night i I popped incredibly hard for this one uh Kobe Kingston won, yeah Kobe Kingston yep. wins. The WWE And the thing is, he didn't just they, win it. They, he, the, the prophecy was delivered. And he,
2: he won it in such dramatic fashion. Perfectly worked match. Daniel Bryan, once again, absolute genius. He was definitely pulling the strings in this match, kind of running this match. You could see that Kofi was falling along a lot. It absolutely brilliantly worked, perfectly timed. Kofi is such an amazing guy when he fires up and gets that babyface fire going. And uh, in this one, you know... It, all the way to the, the, Daniel Bryan having, in the, having him in the Bell lock forever and then pulling him up and stomping him down. Kofi, the, the, these two guys were doing some really good chain wrestling. Kofi comes back around, gets Daniel Bryan, stomps the crap out of him, and then we get a Trouble in Paradise 1, 2, 3. The, the crowd was, I mean, even in our live chat, at no other point were people like, they were stopping eating dinner. They were holding their breath. We had people... Who were like I was? I was sweating profusely during this match. Um, I think
0: I, the the GIF that I posted in the live chat was the one of Sheldon from Big Big Bang Theory <laughs> bree- hyperventilating into the paper bag. That that was me literally at the end of this match because I I thought Daniel Bryan would have kicked out of that trouble in Paradise too. It, like they've been doing the last yeah. few matches together and just keep kicking out of each other's finishers until they just can't do it anymore. I mean, and it they could have they could have gone like one more segment. Maybe another five yeah. minutes just to really nail at home the stamina that these guys have. I don't think you have, could have gone
2: more than
1: two minutes more.
2: I think I think it was about as perfect as you can get. And frankly, at some point, I would love it if someone made a super cut going all the way back to Daniel Bryan kind of starting his run and going all the way through the WrestleMania and getting retired and coming back and turning bitter and then becoming this evil champ who became everything that he hated and the rise of Kofi, this organic rise of Kofi and ending with this moment with Kofi in the ring celebrating with the new day. They got the old championship belt back. He gave his kids were in the ring. It was a, they gave him a long celebration instead of extending the match. Um, you know, and they brought, they, of course they brought out new, new day merch. Uh, we, we win. We immediately have new, new day merch championship title, new day merch. Uh, but this was such a feel-good moment. And if you made a super cut of that, what a story. What an incredible story. Some of like, that's what we watch this for is stories like that yes. that make us feel that way. And kudos, kudos to the WWE for nailing this one, nailing it. They did the right thing. I did pick Daniel Bryan to win because I thought that they would make us suffer for longer before giving us this moment. I'm glad they gave it to us here. I'm not mad at this choice. I did not spend much on this match at all. I only put one on this because I, I I wanted Kofi to win. I just thought they would make us suffer. But, no, this was not a night for that to yeah. happen. This was a night for them to give us the happies. And, boy.
0: Well, you did pick Daniel Bryan. I don't know. I only uh, p- and I did pick Kofi Kingston. And that brings us to a tie. We're yeah, tied up. We are now currently tied up in the middle of yep. the show. Oh, yep. boy. It got interesting yep. from it, here. It, it so It did. <laughs> So the next match that uh, I don't want to say suffered from this one, but you know it was probably a bit of a hot shot, was to have Rey Mysterio come out in the craziest gear I think I've ever seen him in. look like a giant green snake, uh, dragon, whatever. And Samoa Joe comes out, and there's not much to talk about here. Rey Mysterio got squashed. And Rey put got a little sun. bit of
2: offense. Joe grabbed him. Rey went night-night. Uh, and and yep. that's fine. We know Rey Mysterio was legit injured. Uh so the fact that he he put up as much offense as he did was fine. They they just they they did they did away with the whole Dominic angle. Um I'm glad they had this match just to give Joe a WrestleMania. You know, people were saying, well, why have the match at all? Because Joe needs a WrestleMania, man. Like I'm so glad they gave him that. And not only that, Joe's resume now has a dominant WrestleMania win over a living legend on it. Ray will be fine. Ray is a legend. (laughs) He'll be fine. This is huge for Joe. It makes him look like a beast. We've been complaining about him being defined down over the last year. This is a big one for Joe. This is awesome, and we need. We knew there was going to be a couple of squashes because of the length of the show and the number of matches. That that was fine. After the Daniel,
0: I didn't think it would be I, this one.
2: I'm not, but I'm not surprised. In hindsight, uh, if anything, it's just it's regrettable because it's going to be a little bit forgettable. But ultimately, you know, take it take it apart from everything else. I'm not mad at it. And I'm not mad at the next no, match either. either. Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. It would have been a bigger deal earlier in the show. But uh, at the same time, it's fine. It was what it was. It was Roman Reigns. The story was Roman Reigns coming back from his battle with cancer and facing off against one of the scariest guys we've seen in WWE in a while and having a heroic comeback and beating this guy who, you know, was bragging about breaking up the shield and destroying Roman and has beaten down Roman consistently. And this was Roman heroically coming back and beating him. That's, it's as simple as that. So and and is is
0: you can say that, but well, I disagree. of course you picked Drew McIntyre. I, I think this is a I think this is a missed opportunity. Listen, they were lubing us up the whole show with nothing but face wins. This was a perfect opportunity to put over the next big superstar in WWE and Drew McIntyre by having him beat the one guy that's returning from yeah, cancer. The one guy that's returning it from has, cancer and you know, has all that. Hey, oh God, he would have... I don't know if he would have gotten booed or cheered, to be honest with you, but one shitty... He didn't even get a claymore off. One shitty little spear. Again, here we go again. Hey, guys, remember Roman Reigns and what we hated about it? We're back. Welcome back. Leukemia aside, all all the best to Roman Reigns and his recovery, but we're right back kind of to where we left off with he was selling and falling over and exhausted three minutes into the match and doing his did a drive-by and... Bounced off the ropes one time, got a spear.
2: But you know what? But you know, Reigns, well, he, no, he, he whoad up and everything. But here's the thing. I watched the Roman Reigns Chronicle about his return from leukemia. It was on right before the pre-show. And it made me even more happy that I picked Roman. Because the whole idea was him coming back, not knowing if he still has it. Now he's an inspiration to all the kids who have cancer, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This match was for them. It wasn't for us. It was for all of the kids who are now following Roman Reigns. He's an example for them. Like, you too can become a hero and 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 beat your leukemia your blood cancer etc that's what this is for it wasn't for us you know and that's i think who they're who roman's going to be going forward at least for a while um because that's what he's been for a while that's the super cena mold right and so roman can now be that so i i i also think that it's a little sad that drew had to go out that way but you know what drew will be fine he's gonna be just fine and in this moment they needed to have Roman look like a superhero who overcame something horrible because he is a role model, and he's the guy that they have tapped to be that role model for their company. So, in, from, I, I, st-
0: I still think it's a missed opportunity to have Drew get a massive push.
2: Mm, I so. think that's still coming. I, I think, uh, that, yeah. you know what I mean. Like just <laughs> like I thought, Kofi could have could have run his story later in the summer. Drew is going to have plenty more chances to become a main eventer, and he's going to be the dude is the dude is money. So I picked Roman. You picked Drew and this is where I pulled ahead. Uh, next, we had an Elias segment. Elias had his concert with himself. We had a video package of him playing drums and piano up on the monitor and play guitar in the ring. It was fun. It was cute. It was Elias. But then something happened we were not expecting. We knew he was going to get interrupted at some point. We were not expecting the footage of Babe Ruth calling his shot to start playing on Titan Tron, and we were very much surprised. We thought, we thought the man might come out, we didn't know how he was going to come out, and none of us thought that John Cena was going to return to the WWE as the doctor of Thuganomics. You're raising I, your I hand. Act- you knew it?
0: I, I actually called this, just in a different way. When, when did you call this? this? this so I, This is what I wanted Angle to have. I wanted Angle to have this moment, and, and I said it weeks ago, that if they wanted to do this right, if they wanted to send off Kurt Angle, have the...
2: Oh yeah,
0: the re meet up of the ruthless aggression moment, or even have Doctor Cena come yeah. out uh, with his. Ch- I remember saying his chain and his padlock. Chain and pa- yeah,
2: and I, I poo pooed it because I thought it was ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I so, thought it was ridiculous to have the Doctor of thugonomics come out for Kurt. I thought it was going to be Cena in like his little boy shorts and and the the haircut. Sure, but it made all the sense to have the Thugonomics Cena come out for Elias and then burn him with a bunch of uh, of lines of bars. That were. Hashtag PG era. Oh my goodness. He brought back the <laughs> FU. It's no longer the AA, it's the FU again. W- Nick, how long is he gonna do this? How, how long are we getting Thuganomics Cena, or was this like a one off at WrestleMania? I don't know, but I'm in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm all in, because I, I forgot how much I enjoyed this. Yeah. As ridiculous as it is, uh, and again, I want to th- I want to call out another small missed opportunity here that could have been really special. You could have had at the end of John Cena, Doctor of Thuganomics, doing his thing, interrupting Elias. You could have had kicked Kurt Angle's music, had him come out, mm. and have them stand off Even face to face, only to be down. interrupted yes. again by Baron by Corbin. Corbin. Yes, like they could have rolled all of this together, and it would have just been this that's cascade a- of oh my
2: god. That's a really good point. That would have been missed- that would have been great, but that would have also really pissed people off if Cena had been right there, and they doesn't have the match. You know what I mean? Um, the only other thing I'll missed say opportunities, I, guys. I know, but uh, yeah, so this Call was a WWE. ton of ton of fun. So I mean, definitely did not think I would be this happy to see uh, not only heel Cena, but Cena come out as as the Doctor Thugonomics, Which looking back on it, if you go back and watch it now, it's really it's not good. But it, but it is. It's so, like, this is a perfect nostalgia moment. If it, there's always... It's a, this t- it's a guilty pleasure. A, it even yeah, pumped up the pleasure. shoes,
0: and I, I, I lost my shit when he did that. There's
2: lots of... The, every WrestleMania, they have a, 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 a nostalgia moment. This was a great one. Where uh, did
0: he get those Reebok pumps, by the way? Does he still have them in the closet? Pumped, he pumped up.
2: <laughs> oh, God. I don't, Probably. I mean, who knows? He can get them everywhere. The only the other thing I had to say was, remember when Cena said that you become the New York Yankees? And he came out in a Yankees jersey. He's from Massachusetts. He, he Boston. He's from Boston. He, he would never be shown. I just I wonder. Cons- the conspiracy theories afoot in my head. Mm. Just saying. Was he digging at Punk? I'm just saying. Uh, was it mm. another little joke. I liked it. Uh, I can't say I liked the next match though. Triple H versus Batista. No holds barred. And Hogan was there Race? too. Hogan was there. Hogan, you're not gonna know Hogan. You won't know where I'll be! You know where I'll be in the bathroom during this match. Two 50-year-old guys working at a snail's pace. I will say this for this match, Nick, and, and maybe you enjoyed it more than I did. I will say this. I Looking back at it, looking back at it, like taking a step away uh, uh, from the, the lethargic glacial pace of the match, which you would expect from guys this age, it was brutal as hell. These guys yeah. beat the crap out of each other. Like They, they did some moves that Younger guys wouldn't do. Triple H took a DDT on the the stairs that had been put in. They took the stairs into the ring. Batista gave him a DDT. Triple H did like the RVD stand up on his head to take that DDT. They went through tables on the outside. The tables really won tonight, man.
0: No, yeah, I was gonna say the, the tables w- w- went into a shoot.
2: They were they were re- tables. <laughs> no sold <laughs> they, everything. They killed. Yep. The, there's a table killed Mustafa Ali. Like the, the, the tables oh, were not man. having it tonight. Um, but yeah, it was. I have to say, looking back, it, I mean Triple H. And this is this is how I know they listened because in the live chat, Triple H uh, hit Batista in the head with a toolbox outside the ring. He then emptied the toolbox onto the floor, and the first thing he pulled out uh, was uh, was it a hammer? Channel was locks? It, was, yeah, the chain. He's a chain. He pulled out a chain. Oh, the chain. Pulled out a chain. And started beating up Batista. Whipped Batista on the back with a chain. I'm sorry, that's just how. That's just mean. That's man. just mean, man. And I said, I think I said in the uh, chat, oh, I would have gone for the pliers, and uh, I think it was. Kimberly, who said, why would you get pliers? And I said, pull that nose ring out of Batista's nose. (laughs) I will be damned. But Triple H grabbed a pair of needle nose pliers and trapped Batista on the middle of the mat under a chair and pulled his damn nose ring out with the pliers. Which one
0: of you guys in the live chat are sitting right next to Vince? Seriously, (laughs) we need to know this. No, you need just, to come clean because it's it feels like we've got a
2: mole. Uh, it's just uh, good in, booking in It's just good booking, it's just good match. But yeah, that was fun. Uh it was a little awkward that the ring didn't really come out. The ref had a hand at Triple H. Whatever. It was still right. it looked it looked brutal, it felt brutal. Uh it was no holds barred. And uh it ended it Nick, you called the ending, by the way. You called the ending exactly uh brutal match at the end batista has a sledgehammer triple h is trapped in the corner who should run up by 70 year old rick flair throws triple h a sledgehammer triple h knocks out batista gives him the pedigree which batista just should not take anymore god he it's ugly cells on those on those pedigrees one two three triple h retains his career what a shock uh yeah. <laughs> surprise, wait. the surprise, triple h surprise. is the triple h is not going to retire what a shock uh I have to say two two more things about this though real quick. One, uh Batista, dude, honestly for, like he 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 stumbled getting into the ring. And that was funny. We all laughed at him. But aside from that, dude's 50 years old and has not been in the ring since, you know, WrestleMania 30. He looked good for that. You know? Like this was a, at this point in the show we were all dying and this match was uh, was so slow. I think if we pulled this match out of the show and watched it separately, it wouldn't be as bad as we were all complaining. It was no, I really honestly feel that. So, and
0: I also, but I don't know if this was a WrestleMania quality caliber match
2: and and not at this point in the show. It wasn't had it gone on third, had it gone on fifth before the Kofi match. Maybe at this point. No, it was brutal. It was hard to sit through. Um, and Boy, I mean, we could talk about Triple H's entrance and and Batista's entrance. We don't really have time, and I'm not really inclined to do it. it Well,
0: I will say that the hood ornament on the front of Triple H's rat rod got more screen time than Rey Mysterio (laughs)
1: uh,
0: did in the match prior. And the other thing I'm going to call out is uh, we used the time of this match as the tiebreaker for the patron pick'ems. Official time came in at 24 minutes, 35 Point six two seconds and we want to give a special shout out to our patron jacob Uhas, who came within 10 seconds 24-45.
2: nine and a half seconds nine and a half seconds he was he was off that's well done Jacob. that's nuts he was right on <laughs> he i was at you
0: 15 minutes like i guess you were thinking they were just too old I went twenty eight yeah. seventeen. I got so skeptical. Not too far. I off. was
2: skeptical about Bailey and Sasha. I was optimistic about Triple H. I thought they were going to spend all of it on their entr- entrances, but no, they they did the long entrances and then had a long match, and I think it was to their detriment. But at the same time, you know, hey, it was there. And honestly, props to Batista for once again coming back for a second, beating the absolute crap out of himself and putting over one of his buddies. So yep. you know, props again to him uh then next we had another match that was a crowd downer baron corbin versus kurt angle it they went ahead and did it they had kurt face off against baron and they had baron win as we both called Of course that's and how Glenn this said works. baron was going to win i thought cena was going to show up in this uh, in this at least just to give the fans something but he didn't and that was actually where i paid the price because we had a 0.5 modifier on that nick you added a uh, 0.5 points and i lost 0.5 points and that tied us back up uh I, what now was the, here's the thing man looking back on this trip uh, you know kurt got a great speech afterwards where he said i want to be serenaded out with the two words that have defined my career play my music everyone sounded chanted you suck he walked up the ring i was i was fine walked, walked up the ramp i was fine by the way uh until i saw the one fan with the sign that says you never sucked and then i <coughs> yeah then the feels hit because this is my boy man i i I have a Triple H shirt from back in the day, a Kurt Angle shirt from back in the day, um, and so seeing Kurt go out, ugh, yeah, it was it was a moment, it was a moment. Um, but you know what? I'm not mad at Baron Corbin. He, he this is how it's supposed to work, guys. Like you're the yeah, old the they, old dog is supposed to put over the new one. We're all disappointed that it's Corbin because people just don't like Corbin. I think it's just too soon after the whole general manager blaming everything on him thing. Yeah. And it wasn't really a great match. It just kind of was. End of you know, you know, angle had a couple of slams, got him in the, the, the ankle lock and then end of days, one, two, three, it's over. And Corbin basically just ran out. He just vanished. He just ran out of there, which is fine. He's going to be able to use this. This is going to be grist for the mill for years to come. That's the, that's, but that's the point. Kurt puts over a guy on the way out. That's what classy guys do. That's how the business works. And, you know, I, we, we may not like it, but that's just how it works.
0: I guess I want to address this one other time because over half of our people picked Kurt Angle to actually win this match. Yeah. And I, I want to talk about that for a second just to make sure we all understand that, like, this is tradition. Yeah, This is what you do because it's not about who wins this match. It's more about uh, the guy that's retiring getting their moment after the match. And in order to do that, the other guy has to win so he can roll out of the ring and go back. You know, backstage, while the guy that's retiring has his moment, his music plays, he says goodbye to the fans. It's literally exactly
2: how it goes. This is exactly how this it this is goes. just how it works. Yeah.
0: There's no way in hell uh, Angle was going to win this match. Yeah, it's just it's not. You know, uh, the most recent example is probably Flair in '08. If I'm yeah remembering right yeah we, and sean sean michaels crying saying i'm the sorry the only thing there is we all Blair we all loved down.
2: it being sean that retired flair you know it was, oh, a, yeah. it was a happy oh. it was a happy thing in a way and that's why it was so emotional uh but okay. you notice speaking
0: of speaking of man crying oh okay. But, but,
2: but you but you saw oh, i
0: can't think about that match right now. yeah
2: you saw sean just he vacated and let rick have his moment there too that's it's just how it works uh also just how it works the demon shows up it's a squash match Ben Balor versus Bobby Lashley was on next.
0: Damon Cain!
2: Honestly, this bummed me way out. This really bummed me out because I always envisioned how it would be like when the Demon finally came out at WrestleMania. And, you know, visually, yeah, it's it's how it was. But so deep into this show, we were all exhausted. I didn't have the energy to be excited. They completely botched the build for this match. We said two months ago how they should build it. If they're going to do this match, this is how you build it. You make it intense. You have Bobby Lashley get over, over, and over, and over again on Finn. You have Finn look like he just cannot handle Bobby. And so that gives him a logical reason to bring out the demon here as opposed to Brock Lesnar, where he just is at his wits' end. It never felt that way. It never felt like Bobby Lashley was enough of a threat to really cause Finn to bring out the demon. So it didn't really feel like an honest payoff. Um,
0: And it wasn't a surprise. Like, you you, you gave it to us on Raw. Yes, that's the other big issue. Yeah,
2: the other big issue is we knew the demon was coming. We knew the demon was coming. And the, if we Like
0: that MetLife Arena was a perfect setup because of the way the lights would have worked and that you get that red pulsing, the boom.
2: Yeah, boom, the second we hear that dong 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 dong, everyone would have lost their oh, minds. Oh
0: yeah. God, I would have gotten chills and we would have all marked it. But no, nope. you kinda gave it away on Raleigh. <laughs> this was the this was
2: the low point of WrestleMania for me. And I hate to say it, I love Finn Balor. I love the demon, I love everything about it but the build here was terrible. I like the fact even that he hasn't changed the move set from NXT, where in NXT it was basically just him with face paint. Now the demon has a whole different move set. He powerbombed Bobby Lashley. That was the move of the match to me. That was the moment of the match to me was he freaking powerbombed Bobby Lashley. And that's something I like that I think going forward Vince needs to look at is that Finn Balor is a little guy who can do big guy moves. And I like the fact that they're defining that he does those moves when he's the demon. Great, cool stuff. Just next time, build it better, because this was garbage.
1: Yes. Hot garbage.
2: Tied up, dude. Tied up going into the final match. Becky Lynch versus Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey. The main event, the women's main event, the first time ever. Winner take all. Winner take all. Well, We'll make this easy. Uh, We both picked Becky, so it would stay stay to tie through WrestleMania. we
0: We need to talk about this, though, because there was a through line throughout the entire show where, as I said with the McIntyre and Reigns match, all of the face wins that continued yeah. on for the most part throughout the show, um, you know, I guess Samoa Joe aside, Baron Corbin aside, whatever. But they were just—I started to get that feeling that Shame. I might have been right in my head last week when I was thinking Charlotte. They were. This was—they were going to give us all those face wins, including Kofi, including Seth. Just to grease us up for Vince anointing Charlotte with to unify the women's championships yeah. and be th- the chosen one, the golden child. Th- that being the whole point of Are you not entertained? Uh, you know. Yeah.
2: We only had nope. we only had two people who really stuck to their guns on that. Uh, who who wanted Charlotte to win and and I'm not I'm actually not surprised. But the thing is, the closer we got to this, and after Kofi won, after Seth won, all of a sudden I started to do the sweat and think that maybe that was the case we were just going to have
0: i got a little excited that i might actually beat and, you because becky wouldn't win th- yeah you put 13 points on this i match. had 13
2: on becky and in the, and, and in our show pickums uh we were tied at this point we knew we were going to be tied but in the in the patreon pickums uh you were ahead of me by a significant margin a significant margin, and I needed Becky to win. Until Miz, I needed Becky. Well, that's that's where my comeback started. I was a bl- Nick. It was a bloodbath. I was keeping track of our points. I was behind you by twenty points at one at one point. <laughs> twenty points, you were up on me, and thanks, little You Nate. were ahead of everyone the entire show, and I started the I started the comeback trail towards the end of this, uh, the whole WrestleMania, and I had was down. I was down by eleven points at this point. I needed a Becky win, and so when Charlotte. Had a helicopter entrance calling back to her pops. She entered in a helicopter. I was like, oh no. No, please no. Yep. Here it comes. So get ready. <laughs> so let's let's just let's knock this out, Nick. This was a great match. It was hard hitting. They went all out. It was exciting. The dynamic was incredible. And then it was really, really suddenly over. We finally had Becky and Rhonda get isolated in the middle of the ring and punch the shit out of each other. And all of a sudden, Ronda goes for a Piper's Pit. Becky reverses it into a a crucifix pin. And the ref counts three, even though Ronda's shoulders weren't entirely down the entire time. And the match was over. And what we're hearing after is that that was indeed actually a botch. And Becky was supposed to pin Charlotte. She was supposed to tap her out. She was supposed to tap out Charlotte to win and keep Ronda looking strong. So this was a a mess up. That's why Ronda was... Uh, so legitimately like confused, not just angry, but confused at the end. Uh, so that that ref's in trouble, I guarantee. Yeah. and we're already seeing some stuff online where they are. Uh, I think the I think the story going forward will be that Ronda got screwed at WrestleMania. She's gonna be mad at the ref if she sticks around. That's gonna be the storyline going forward. We're already seeing some of that media coming out from WWE from Ronda's camp. So I, I would not be surprised if if they turn this into a storyline itself, and I think that would be fun as well. But did this match overall, even with the botch finish, did it live up to the main? Should it have been the main event of this card? Oh, that's tricky. Come on, buddy.
0: Just, just in a pure wrestling opinion.
2: Hot no. take. Hot take. Let's do it. Hot take.
0: No, it, no, it shouldn't wow. have. Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston should have been the main event. Um, that said, I want to go back. Had this built to Becky and Ronda since Survivor Series and even a little <laughs> before that. And delivered all the way through over the last six months. Yes, it should have. But the last two months have been a shit show. Let's be clear about that. The, the build it has was, been an absolute garbage shit show of a build. Uh, even since uh, you know, you could even take it back to Mania and and Becky confronting Ronda saying, "Oh, I don't need any time for my pick. I want Ronda." You mean, oh, you mean the RAW you know, after just, uh,
2: Royal Rumble? Yeah, yeah, not Mania. After yeah, Rumble,
0: yeah. yep. So from that point forward for the last 90 days, it's been a shit show. And this whole thing of inserting Charlotte and why and then her taking the title from Asuka, we were just all confused. And I was so divested in this feud. <laughs> De-invested, disvest, yeah. dis I don't know. Anyway, I, 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 the match of this show was easily Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston for the story of that. And I understand the press and the nature and the headlines of first ever, first ever, first ever. And I think you, I've heard you guys say it. Oh my God, are we ever going to run out of first ever women's things? I'm not upset about them. I'm upset that they're not just
2: stupid. Well, you know, now, now we get to have the first ever women's one-on-one match headline to show that's still coming. I'm just saying, But, but so to speak to what you just said, though, I, in some ways, I know what you're saying in hindsight. Kofi versus Brian was definitely a, a better match and a better payoff. But this, to me, even afterwards, even with the shoddy build, this, to me, felt like the big match. You know what I mean? The, Where they say the big We didn't even get to fight, celebrate with Becky, though. They feel. just popped the
0: trademark, and it was yeah, over. Yeah, I think they
2: were trying to figure out what the hell happened. But the big fight feel. You know that, But going into it, this had the big fight feel. It really did, and it even when you watch it back, it still does. The unfortunate thing is yeah, that botch finish, I think, really hamstrung this match. If they had gone an extra five, ten minutes, and you'd have ended with Charlotte like refusing to tap out, refusing to tap out, and finally she taps out. You know that, and everyone freaks out and has the big pop. As it was, you didn't get a big pop because everyone's like, "What happened?" There, and that's why they cut away so quickly. The audience was too confused to really have a reaction. Cut away before they realize yeah. there's no reaction. So it's a bummer and it did make the whole wrestlemania end on a really weird awkward note which sucks because you had the opportunity like they were on their way to a classic they really were uh and it's unfortunate that that botch happened like it really did make it so that yes as you said the kofi daniel Bryan match in hindsight was the match of the show but you know that's it's just circumstance i think that their choice to have this match be, be the last show on uh, the last match on the show was the right choice. It was only pulling the screw up of the ref that cost it from feeling like it was the best match on the show.
0: So let's have a bigger meta discussion around why can't WWE finish other than like Daniel Bryan 4 or 5 years ago? Why can't we finish a WrestleMania properly? But why can't th- with with the right kind of feeling and the right kind of stuff going on, you know, Seth Rollins cashing in was a huge moment. Daniel Bryan Tapping out, I think it was uh, Triple H wait, But, the, at the but end. Nick, hold
2: on, wait a second. But, but you're just saying 30 and 31 were good, right? 32, 33, 34, they screwed up. And, and I don't think anyone's going to argue that. 35, they were on their way to doing it. They were going to give us... They, they were. Like, it's not their fault. Land the plane. It's not their fault, though. <laughs> they were going to do it. I know. It's, it, wasn't, I know. Uh, it was not in their control. This was going to be the kind of thing that you're talking about. And it was just out of their control. So I, I'm not mad at them at all for this. Uh, they they gave us their best. I, I intentions. needed
0: more time with Becky. I needed more time with Becky at the end, celebrating yeah. the crowd chanting. I need that. I needed her holding up more of the yeah. belts. I just it just the quick cutaway was just awkward, yes. and it made me question it everything. Was, it, I, it made I me agree. pull the notes up and look back through all my picks. It made me just revisit my entire thought process wow. of the entire, and that is just. That is not the way I want to come away from WrestleMania feeling. Mm. Like the ones that I have. Well, previously and, 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 the and last again, few like
2: years. I agree that the, the, the fast cutaway was unfortunate. We didn't get the Daniel Bryan, you know, celebrating for 10 minutes, Connor, Connor uh, McCallick sitting in the front row. Uh, but, you know, I think that, that's, that it, they didn't really have a choice. I get why they did it. It's too bad. Hopefully, we'll have something on uh, the Raw after WrestleMania. I have a feeling it's going, be, it's going to be an exciting one tonight. Oh, yeah. so
0: well, I'm anxious to see who's coming so, up because un- they always bring they people
2: in. An unfortunate end to WrestleMania, but at the same time, overall, I'd say a solid show. Let's let's talk about it more in a wrap up because we are we're running a WrestleMania sized recap show today, my friend, and we still have to talk about Takeover New York.
0: Well, we kick things off at Takeover on Friday night this year, not Saturday night, so that they could have the Hall of Fame ceremony in a ring for some reason. Anyway, uh, Ricochet and Black came out after winning the finals of the Dusty Classic Tag Team Tournament to face the defending War Raiders for the NXT Tag Team Championships.
2: Oh, boy. <laughs> they have a long, they have a long storied history at Takeover of opening hot with amazing tag matches. And that trend continues. And before we continue, Nick, I want to say something really quickly. If you are still listening to this show right here and you have not watched TakeOver, stop and go watch TakeOver right now. This may have been one of the best top-to-bottom pay-per-views I have ever seen in my entire life. Full stop on Japanese, English, WWE. Quality-wise, storytelling-wise, this was top-to-bottom one of the best pay-per-views I've ever seen, full-stop. Unreal quality from start to finish. Just unbelievable. Um, That being said, back to the review. Uh, Yeah, Ricochet and Black versus the War Raiders. I mean, we knew going into this, this was going to be chocolate and peanut butter. These two big dudes and these two high-flying strikers and sure enough, it was incredible. You had stiff strikes, you had high flying, you had big power moves. you had big guys doing things that big guys shouldn't physically be able to do. You had little guys doing strength spots they shouldn't be able to do. It was freaking insane, freaking insane um and also I would say i, I would I would argue, Nick, kind of by the book, where you know by yeah. like the, the finish was completely by the book. The good guys, uh, or Rick—not no, even good guys. It was just everyone was good guy in this. It was just you know competi- com- competitive, Uh You had Ricochet and Black get their chance. Uh, gets broken up. War Raiders toss out uh, Alistair Black and double leg drop on Ricochet. One, two, three. They retain, and Ricochet and Alistair go out on their backs. This is their swan song in NXT. I, I,
0: I, I want to say something for the record about this uh, before we move on. There's everybody knows how high I was on the Forgotten Sons and seeing them finish, uh, come or win the Dusty Classic. There's no way in hell the Forgotten Sons could have put on this.
2: Thank finish. you, oh
0: God, thank you. And uh, but I mean, still uh, keep an eye out for Jackson uh, Riker. Oh, but I mean, I just want to make sure. Oh my God, I, I just want to make sure that I'm I'm I I want to come clean for everybody on that. As, as much as I wanted the Forgotten Sons to be here, story wise, it made a little bit more sense. Team wise, it made a little bit more sense. This match was it's totally getting to worth the it. point, Nick, where uh, I'll never unsee. You're making this match.
2: me hate Jackson Riker so much that, like, as a punishment, if I ever lose to you uh, at a pay per view going forward, I'm I'm gonna have to put like a Jackson Riker doll. He's never gonna have a toy made of him, though, so it's not gonna happen. will really he have a yeah oh, okay. or, or a poster or anything. I'll put one up on my wall for you. Anyway, yeah, this was I'm gonna
0: laugh tonight when he walks out on. Raw. This was sh- I'm just saying,
2: you shut your whore mouth. Uh, ugh. <laughs> Um, You heard it here first as he, <laughs> it happens. Jackson Riker to the, to the main roster. You heard it here. No, sh- no, no, not going to happen. So, th- yeah, as this was incredible. I agree. I'm so glad it was these four guys. And, Nick, you love yourself your sportsmanship. You had to have been tickled pink after this match where the War Raiders put the belts on the ground and did the deep Japanese bows to Alistair and Ricochet. We had this beautiful, like, giving. They gave the ring to Alistair, Alistair and Ricochet. Ricochet was selling the finish for a while, but then manned up and they said their buys to the the NXT universe to out just incredible applause, standing ovation.
0: It it got a little dusty in my house. Yeah, and the feels feels
2: didn't end there. I even had feels on this next match. Nick, you said that Velveteen Dream, defending the North American Championship against Matt Riddle, was your sleeper pick for match of the weekend. I have to say, sir, good call. This is, this is the match that snuck up up on me harder than anything else. Not only did I pick this match wrong, which cost me. Yeah, I picked the match wrong. I did not even, I said it was going to be a good match. I didn't think it was going to be as good as it was. Yeah. This was, if not my match of the weekend, then one, top, then it's like two, number two and number three. Holy yeah, crap. This is
0: definitely top three for me.
2: Oh my God. It, yeah. it, was, it was a sleeper match too, because when it started off you thought these guys didn't have chemistry. And then you realized that itself was part of the story that they were telling. They were showing us Matt Riddle is a shoot fighter. Velveteen Dream is a sports entertainer and that they have conflicting styles. And that Matt Riddle basically can just beat Dream up pillar to post as a shoot fighter and Dream will keep escaping because he understands how the wrestling ring works and Matt Riddle is still too new to really grasp it. And so at a certain point, Matt Riddle has been beating up Velveteen Dream for so long. He thinks he has him. He can't understand why Dream keeps kicking out. And all of a sudden, Dream straight up hulks up. Hulk Hogan hulks up, which, of course, he's been doing lately. Just straight up ripping the entire hulking up thing from Hulk and, and, you know, has the blessing to do so, by the way. Hulk's up, which you can't do in MMA, but you can in sports entertainment. (laughs) And all of a sudden we have a match. And the crowd has power. And then, and people lost their damn minds when Dream hulked up. And then the rest of this match just became nonstop fireworks, unreal. And then it just was reversal, reversal, reversal. Un uh, freaking uh, Matt Riddle came off the top rope doing a flipping senton. I, <laughs> my god, this was a good match. And then the, and I, then the.
0: I, I should also declare that I watched this pay per view. There are very few times in my life where I immediately watch a pay-per-view again yeah. right after yes. I finish viewing it. Uh, the network has this thing where they just play it a second time afterwards. <laughs> I didn't stop Let it. it ride. Let it ride. I just rolled with it. Uh, I moved to my computer so I could start writing notes and, yeah. and just, oh my God, what did I just witness? Yeah. But this, this is one of those pay-per-views. To, to, to uh, augment your point at the top of the, this section, if you have not seen this takeover, Stop listening to this and go watch it. I'll never tell you to stop listening to our show, but stop listening to this and go watch Takeover. <laughs> Spend the next two hours watching that. Yeah. I promise and it was, you will it, not be disappointed.
2: Yeah. So then that way it won't be a spoiler when I tell you that Matt Riddle had Velveteen Dream locked up in the Bro mission, and yet Dream was able to roll up out of it. Get Matt. He basically rolled back over his shoulders. So Matt Riddle's shoulders were down. Got the one, two, three. You can't do that in MMA. And so he snuck out a win in the in, from the jaws of defeat. Brilliant storytelling in this match. Brilliantly worked. People who didn't know about Matt Riddle were all over the internet going, oh, I, I was mistaken. I got I got blinded by all the bro shit. I didn't realize he is that freaking good. And of course, Velveteen Dream, if you didn't know, now you know Velveteen Dream is the real deal as well.
0: As, as much as I like to say that Drew McIntyre is the next big thing, Velveteen Dream, in case you don't know, has been kind of anointed by the legends of WWE yeah. as the next best thing. And Stone Cold, The Rock, everybody, Hogan, everybody, Shawn Michaels specifically has called him out. Everybody has pointed at Velveteen Dream and said, he's got it all, and I have to agree with them. And that's that weighed into this pick. Riddle needed that first loss. I think Dream was the right one to do it in a championship yes. match. It's, it just all made all kinds in of
2: in this way with the story that they told. It was brilliant, and that's I, fantastic. I picked, I picked Riddle. Mwah. I picked Riddle to win because I didn't. This is not a story I saw them telling. I didn't think that they, they could pull off something nuanced like this, and they did. So this this cost me massively. And I, you know what? If I'm gonna go down in flames, I'm so glad that this is the match that sunk my zeppelin, so to speak. Next up, we had the WWE UK Championship. Walter challenging the incredibly long-reigning 685 days, Pete Dunn. Uh, and this was, I think, probably the first time everyone saw Walter. A lot of people had never seen Walter before this. Oh, you didn't know? <laughs> now you know. <laughs> uh, the, my only problem with this match was I felt like they gave them too much time. Like, it was just, it was so, it was, it was so intense. It was so long. There was a lot of extraneous moments i felt i felt like they kind of they put a little too much in here but i mean i'm not again i'm nitpicking on a perfect show <laughs> i'm trying to find this something to talk stiff.
0: about this match was stiff a f well, yeah, it's walter <laughs> they were hitting the hell out of each other oh. uh walter finally got some chest slaps and chops in on pete dunn about the halfway point into the rest of the match but that this match was two absolute brawlers
2: power bombed him and off then, the top rope. He didn't even power, him. he just threw him across the ring. Oh, uh, ugh. oh. but ugh. the story here is as we, as we knew was going to happen as soon as Walter came to NXT, Walter de- finally defeated Pete Dunn after, after Pete Dunn spent 7% of his life as UK champion, Walter finally beat him. And he is your new UK champion. Uh, Pete, Pete oh. Dunn will be resting up for a while after this one because Walter beat the crap out of him.
0: So there's no possibility this is going to stay in the UK. There's no possibility of Walter crossing over in a sense like well, wa- uh, Pete Dunn has
2: been doing. Well, Walter has said he doesn't want to be on tour here in the U.S. He doesn't want to live in the U.S. But he's open to come. He, we, we, you and I saw him in L.A. You know, He, yeah. was, he was PWG champ. We saw him in, uh, in L.A. for a while. So you know, it's he he will come to the United States for shows. He just wants to live in in Austria, so you know, or Germany, I think is where he lives now. But yeah, he wants he he wants to live over there, but he'll go where you want him to go. So
0: yeah, I was talking to a friend of the show, and he's one of our admins of the group, Jared uh, McDonald, longtime friend of mine, and he he basically confided that this was the first time that he had seen a full match with Walter. uh, like this in this kind of setting or at all. Really? He had seen highlights and clips right. and photos and things like that. Photos of, of first of, match of
2: hand marks on people's chests, <laughs> right. bleeding skin.
0: Uh, but even in the NXT UK over the last couple of months, he's had a few matches that even, you have to dig into the network to find it. Um, unfortunately, but seeing this, I think this was a, like you said, a lot of people's first time seeing Walter on uh th- in this takeover pay-per-view and man, they got a show I, don't, I hope you weren't disappointed. There's, that dude can beat the absolute hell out of people. I'll, I'll even say, like, that was He's deceptively large. Yeah.
2: Like, they, they, they didn't even really let him fully go in this one. Like, no. he's got a lot more. Like, it's crazy. Um, next, we had the women's match, Fatal 4-Way, Shayna Baszler versus Kyrie Sane versus Bianca Belair versus Io Shirai for the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, this one surprised us. This one surprised us. We thought that Shayna was going to drop and then come up on the main roster. Apparently, that is not the plan. She beat all three other women clean. Clean. She, uh, she put Be- Belair to sleep again at the end of this match. After, I have to say, a very exciting match. Really well-worked women's match. You had Kyrie and EO teaming up for the first half. I swear they're going to just keep them a tag team from now on. You know, I think I think yeah. this was EO's shot the title. She doesn't lose anything by just losing here. Give them Hiram. a name.
0: Give them a tag team Sky, name. The please. Sky Pirates.
2: Sure. The Sky Pirates.
0: I I, I don't That's care. Their, just something. they've been
2: calling them that for a while now. They're the
0: Acme Tag Team. It do, it doesn't yeah, matter. No, you know, it's just they're. The, I don't need Nick, two entrances for the Sky. They're, one they're, each they're the Sky
2: Pirates. I'm telling okay, you. Okay. I'm I'm Yep. Yeah, yeah, so it was a great match, and uh, I have to say that I, I was really happy with how they used everybody here. You had Belair running around doing power spots. You had Shirai and uh, and, and uh, Kyrie Sane doing these you know crazy high spots and athletic stuff, and then Shayna Baszler would just show up like an ogre and just kill people. So it was uh, one time Belair had both uh, both of the Sky Pirates, Nick, on her shoulders and in a fireman's carry, and then she uh, did her what is it K O D slam um sure. yeah so it, yeah fun match fun match uh shana retains clean didn't even need need jessamine duke and marina shafir to help her with this uh she stays completely dominant i have no idea what their plan is with with shana now i thought we no thought f- we knew me either we thought we knew this was a shocker we both picked you i picked belair you picked uh shirai did you who did you pick Yep. Yo, shirai. Uh, shocking. Shocking. shocking almost as shocking as how good this next match was. Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano. Well, what am I saying that? It wasn't shocking at all. We knew all along this was going to be the match of the weekend. Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano, two out of three falls for the NXT I championship. I said last week,
0: this match hasn't even happened yet, and it's already match a match of the year contender. <laughs> yeah, and I, it's,
2: it's actually funny. This match, I had such high expectations for it. It kind of underperformed, even though it was you know one of the matches of the weekend. I mean, this was an absolutely start to finish, bell to bell, incredible match. So, I you know, all I can say is it, <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't Andrade Cien Almas versus Gargano, but it was damn close. It went nearly an hour. Yeah, it, was. it was absolutely insane. So, I, I don't know. What did you think about this match? You were the, you were the one who was really proselytizing about it as well.
0: Uh, easily match of the weekend. Easily. Easily, easily, easily. Um, this one, I, again, I watched it a second time it was better the second time because I was paying more attention to the individual, like the actual story of the match and what they were going and the back and forth. And I was allowing myself to kind of daydream a little bit about where we've come over the last two years with Johnny Gargano, all of the matches with, uh, Andrade Cien Almas, uh, the matches that he had throughout the year with Champa and that whole storyline that we knew would be the story of 2018 Man, it was, oh, it's just, oh, I felt so bad that we didn't get that one mm. final little jigsaw piece to stamp in there. And I felt horrible. We, we then, kind of got it. Then it got a little dusty at the end yeah, again. Yeah,
2: it did. I have to say, I, the, do you think, that I will ask this one question and then we'll take this show home. Do you think Johnny Gargano kicked out too much at the third fall? Because there was a lot of false finishes. <laughs> there was a lot of kickouts.
0: Uh, no. You
2: inter- interference from the entirety of Undisputed Era. He just kept getting put down, and he just refused. To, or was that the story, and we're just supposed to go along with
0: that? That's Johnny's M.O. He, he just he keeps <laughs> going, right? He, right, it's, right. It's the heart of Johnny Gargano. And we saw it through all of the bouts with Andrade, time after time. So we saw yes. it in at the, the matches that he had with Champ. So no, I'm not upset about it. I, I hope okay. nobody was bent out of shape at what these two guys, this exhibition that these guys put on, because damn, 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 damn. And I haven't watched anything from the G1 Supercard. I know I've got Jay White and Okada oh, to look forward to. I, know I won't I've got, tell you what happens. I, yeah, please don't. I, I know I've I got won't. Naito and Ibushi to look forward to. I've I just, i oh. I've got them to watch. They're they're You've downloaded. Os- they're Osprey, ready to watch.
2: Osprey and Cobb. Yeah. Osprey and Cobb. Oh. Yep. Anyway. Uh, but
0: this so far is is my match of the weekend, absolutely hands down. Uh, yeah. I'd I'd say this one, Daniel Bryan, Kofi, and then uh, Dream and Matt Riddle would be probably yeah. be my top three for the weekend.
2: Yeah, I I have a hard time with uh, Kofi and Bryan or Matt Riddle and Velveteen Dream. Probably Kofi just because of the emotion yeah. involved. But as far as the the storytelling, the match work, uh, Dream and Riddle was better. This, of course, was. It was the culmination of a, of a year and a half, two years worth of story. This was this was the they brought it home um, as far as a satisfying conclusion. Like you said, it would have been better if it had been against Champa. We had Champa come out after Johnny won, uh, and we had a very emotional moment where you know Champa hugged him. He had the neck brace on, he even like. Kind of faked him out and like went like he was going to attack him, but that didn't. Apparently, after um,
0: they went off TV and we went dark, they both faked like they were going to throw each other into the that's LED what I'm talking boards. Talking about yeah, yeah,
2: they both faked. Yeah, they, uh, they coming in from people
0: that were there, we uh, we got that little scoop. But yeah, it's is, it's
2: you can see it on YouTube. It fantastic, is out there,
0: but fantastic.
2: Yeah, but it's it's that was a moment. I don't know if I don't know yet. I still haven't worked it out because it's been kind of a hectic weekend for me. I have still been worked out if I wanted Champa there at the end or if if I'm ready for him to be
0: like breaking off kayfabe and coming out to congratulate
2: or if that's the kayfabe now that that he's paid his dues by having been stripped of the title and everything like I'm not I don't know if I'm ready for the story to be over that way. You know what I mean? Like but again, we don't know what his plans are. He may never return to wrestle.
0: I wanna know so if he's this, gonna be okay and he's gonna come back first before I let my head go exactly,
2: there. Exactly. Exactly. Like if they had if they had not given him this moment with Johnny and he was never able to wrestle again, we'd look back and go, Oh man, it would have been great if Chomp had been there to end this storyline.
0: One of my missed opportunities, right?
2: One of your quote unquote hashtag missed opportunities. So, yeah, in that sense, and it, it did it did make it emotional to see Ciampa there, like breaking all kayfabe and saying, these two guys come up together, here, now it's Johnny's moment, he finally gets the big one, or at least this big one. So, yeah, it was, it was uh, like I, like we said, if you're still here and you didn't go watch TakeOver and you still haven't watched it, stop! Go watch TakeOver! <laughs> it was so good, it was fantastic. The only downside was that Nick picked up the win! Yeah! Thanks to Matt Riddle, Matt Riddle and Velveteen Dream. Wait, that means I, I can take this nice on. shrine down, right? That's no, no. That means that all that means is I don't get to add a piece. Oh, okay. you. It means that we tied WrestleMania, but you won Takeover, so you take the whole weekend. What? Nick takes it. I mean, you win the weekend of wrestling. Well, I mean, I, I did that last year too, right? Uh, you won WrestleMania last year. Oh, I okay. won Takeover. Yeah. But you won WrestleMania, like you won WrestleMania, and, wow. and like for for the show. So this is so, what this feels like. This is yeah, pretty good. It's, it's weird, isn't it? It's <laughs> well, weird. not for you. Don't get don't get used to it. Right? <laughs> no, it's weird for me. It's no, it's weird to have you win. It's, yeah, what, trust I, me, it's I don't, very weird I honestly don't me. know
0: what to do with my hands right now. I'm like, do what I, yeah. do, what do I do?
2: <laughs> that's fine. I already spent enough on the Naya shrine to get it started. I don't need to give it any more yet. Ugh. So that's fine. Um. So Nick, we are we are coming to the end of our WrestleMania sized recap show for WrestleMania weekend. Overall, dude, what were your thoughts on the weekend as a whole? Like, obviously, we've been effusive about Takeover. We loved it. We thought WrestleMania was solid, if just too long. I mean, what else? What? What are? What are your like go home thoughts about all this Um, heading into Monday Night Raw?
0: So Takeover, we've. I will scream from the rooftops that that's probably the best pay per view I may have ever seen. It's definitely the best Takeover. I'll, I'll I'll go on record and say it's the best Takeover I've ever seen. Um. Is best pay per view. I'd have to think about that one, but WrestleMania, um, it delivered. We there was something we said last week on the show that the only way we we didn't we never thought that they would give all the faces the belts, all the Mm -hmm. wins, right? And they said, well, maybe they will because maybe it's time for that (sighs) that that (laughs) exhale of the last five effing years of Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. And finally, we're getting some, some crowd joy, some crowd participation,
2: some happiness, some
0: we get what we want, we're wrestling. You know, we we watch, get to enjoy watch, that
2: moment. Watch Tuesday, Kofi loses the belt. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> and Brock, Brock shows up on Monday Night Raw and takes the belt off Seth. Or on Tuesday and
0: takes it off Kofi. Anyway, that could uh, be crazy. Um, but I digress. Overall, the weekend was fantastic. And it was only accented by the fact that we had so many amazing fans and listeners come along the journey with us throughout our live chat on uh, in the threads, the watch parties that I stumbled across this weekend that I now know how to do that we can do more of going forward. All kinds of good stuff. What an amazing few months it's been getting here. I I woke up yesterday morning for those of you that follow us on Instagram and I just had that it's WrestleMania day. Just that kind of moment, <laughs> and uh, you know, it's had a big cup of coffee, of the got the day started, posted some yep. stuff on Patreon, and we went off to the races. So, thank you, everybody. Thank you, thank you, thank you for hanging out with us all weekend and leading up to all of this throughout the madness. Uh, it, yeah. it was an absolute blast for me. Thank
2: you. It was an absolute blast for me as well, man. I I, I had a very hectic weekend, as I said. It was my 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 dear my dearly beloved pops's ninetieth birthday. Uh, I got to watch part of WrestleMania with him. He couldn't make it all seven hours, but it was worth it for me to look over at one point and see him fiddling with his phone, humming the DX theme as they were coming out. (laughs) Just didn't even realize he was doing it, just humming along the DX theme. He was an old, yeah, he was, uh, his favorite show, his favorite episode was all, uh, still to this day, was when Mankind won the title back on uh, January 6th, 1999, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. January 1999, something yep. of that that's still like he still says that's the greatest moment he's ever seen. Oh. But anyway, it was it was great. It was great being able to watch it with him. It was totally hectic and crazy, and the whole weekend was madness. But I wouldn't have had it any other way. And honestly, being able to hang out with everyone, all the listeners and everything, on the chat and then watch with everybody and talk to everybody, and watch it on the smallest HD TV that you could possibly ever find from Costco, way far away across the room. That's just how my parents' house is but uh yeah it's okay it was still a lot of fun and the the show itself was i mean again nothing major to complain about whatsoever uh as you said it was that deep breath after the plunge so yeah i don't know how we'll feel about this next time or next year like you know like last year we we look back at last year wrestlemania and kind of grumble about it um maybe this time next year we'll look back in this one and be like oh those were the days or we'll look back and be like that was the beginning of everything becoming so good Yep. I don't know, there's a, there's, there's a possibility for a lot of things going forward It really does feel like it was the season finale for WWE Which is kind of how it's considered uh, So, obviously tonight at Raw after WrestleMania We'll see what the, what they're thinking as far as major storylines going forward I know, Nick, you and I have a bonus episode planned for our patrons at that tier uh, Some of our bonus content where you want to talk about like our pie in the sky Crazy booking ideas going forward for the next year Hear me so. out yes the the hear me out special yes (laughs) what if what if Samoa Joe and Randy Orton formed a tag team called the cock and knock connection hear me out hear me out no 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 no. hear me out before you start laughing yeah one of those so that's that's on its way uh but for right now guys thank you so much for listening to us thank you for joining us in the live chat thank you to our patrons for playing along with our pickems. And thank you to everyone who played along with the pickems. I hope to see uh, everyone's sheet and kind of compare how everyone did. And uh, to our winners, congratulations. To our losers, congratulations, you're getting socks. And uh, to everybody else, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, It's been a blast.
0: Yes. Thank you very much, guys, and if you want to get in on some of this action, head over to Facebook, search for Busted Wide Open, and hit the join request on our discussion group and get in on the live chats, the watch parties, the weekly threads, all of that good stuff. Uh, definitely over there in the Busted Wide Open discussion group. You can also follow us on Twitter at Podcast, YouTube at YouTube.com slash C slash Busted Wide Open. Be sure to hit that notification bell, so when we go live very soon, you will get notified. And as always, if you want to get in on some of these cool stuff like monthly bonus episodes, the ability to ask questions that we'll answer live on each week's show, copies of show notes, merch, all kinds of good stuff, Head over to patreon.com slash BWO. Sign up for one of those awesome reward tiers. We will get you in there. It's a lot of fun. You get some good stuff.
2: And please don't forget to come back for our regular show. Every Thursday we put it up, and we're going to have a good one this week. We had a really long one last week, Nick, and I'm I'm hoping this week's won't be quite as long. But we do have <laughs> to talk I know. We got to talk about every other show that happened this weekend. There was so much that happened this weekend. We will be talking about it on that show including the g1 special at madison square garden and several other major events that went down but we'll do that on thursday thank you for joining us for our recap show of wrestlemania and takeover and we'll see you on thursday
0: but i'm nick howell you can find me on twitter at data center dude
2: and i am surrey and dangerous you can find me on twitter at surrey and dangerous
0: but by god would somebody stop the damn match
2: this show is part of the orbital jigsaw network For more episodes, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio. For details and show notes from
1: each episode, check us out, orbitaljigsaw.com.